podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, hello, here we go, it's the Combine Podcast. What's happening everyone, back again for the match review of the FA Cup, we've just lost 3-2 to them, fuckers down the road. Um, Joined with Tim by Tim and joined by Jay again. Uh, Jay, initial thoughts on that? Obviously, it's last 10 minutes to get a winner, and you just have praying we're going to get an equaliser again to get back in the game. It doesn't come. No, so, it doesn't, mate. Um, it was very, very disappointing overall. And I did say, didn't I, on the team news, even if we went out, I want to see a, a better performance. We got that, don't get me wrong. And I'm, I'm very pleased that we were a lot better. Um, you know, we scored a goal. We scored two goals, which is fucking incredible. That was a very nice feeling to see the ball at the back of the net. Um, I'm just, it's just frustrating that we weren't sort of outplayed for their goals by the. In fact, no, forget that. We're even the third one. Forget about it with the fucking dodgy fucking free kick. But it was our mistakes that led to their goals, and that's what frustrates me. But again, it just goes back to the whole point that it's the 24th of January and we still haven't signed a fucking centre-half, which is just gutting. I'm just gutted about the result, boys. Even though it was a much better performance and I'm so pleased that we played better, it's still... It's it's fucking... Yeah. Not happy, but... Yeah, it's it's not. I don't think it's fair on Reese Williams either. I know he was he was, fault, he was at fault today, but he's he's good on the ball. He's good, solid defender, but he's still a kid. I'm a, he's he's expected to come in there and make us tick in in the same way Van Dyke does. And it's just it's 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 hard to watch, isn't it? At times, Tim, because we're used to such high standards that we look a bit laboured, and it's to be expected, isn't it? Um. Yeah. It's it is a frustrating situation because. I don't think we would have had to spend a massive amount this January to pull in a centre back that could have come in and done a job. Um, you know, we've we've touched on Militao being being made available for essentially two million till the end of the season. Um, but and it's it's not for Rich Williams because he is a kid. Um, but at the same time, uh, it's it's tough because Liverpool for the past ten years have been fighting for a ton, top four spot. But considering the fact we've been the best team in the world for two or three years, in my opinion, now it's hard to kind of not be frustrated by the fact that we're just allowing kids to fill in and allowing ourselves to to be average instead of actually pushing on and and putting in a squad that's going to try and win absolutely every game instead of settling. Um, it was a much better performance today, much, much better. We looked much more, like, meaningful, like, attacking. But then again, two mistakes and a shitty call by the ref because, I mean, what a shit call. But, yeah, just just, just one of those games where, you know, we scored two really, really well-worked goals. Rashford hits a ball over the top. For Milner completely misjudges it and, and Green was in a goal. Uh, the second goal, Reese Williams takes a you know makes a mistake and, and puts Rashford in on goal, and it's just frustrating, really, isn't it? Yeah, and I think it's like you said, like you said, Tim, it's, it's all mistakes. Like Millie, <laughs> to be fair to me, he was too small to get his head on the first one. Second one is is Reese's fault because he should just clear that as as hard as he can, just kick it, and he's obviously missed it. And the third one, it's the, I didn't think it was a pen, but I didn't. I mean, a free kick, but I would say that, but. I think that is also another thing when you play Fabinho, as good as he is, he does fly in like a bull in the china shop sometimes where 
the likes of Van Dijk, which yeah, is kind of not fair. It's in his DNA, uh, isn't it, as a defensive midfielder? That's what I mean. That's what you expect from him. But it's just stuff like that where having a bit of that defensive nous in the um, in those like latter parts of the field where you just got to keep cool. It's um, it's went against us, hasn't it, Jay? Unfortunately, today. Yeah, it has indeed, mate. Um, I just want to pick out a couple of couple of the comments uh, straight away. Karen's put Mo Salah. What a start! Absolutely, yeah, he was. Uh, you know, Mo, massive thank you for putting the ball in the back of the fucking net. Uh, Tomo's uh, back with us tonight, mate. I am, mate. Uh, Reese will be a good will be a good defender, but for such a long young lad, he runs like he's stuck in mud. Yes, yeah, so it's a very uh, fair observation. That to be fair, uh, I want to look at Gav's uh, comment. He's gone, fuck this playing Fabinho in defence if Matip is fit. You play Matip and William and Phillips or Williams, get the midfield strong as possible. Not like any time any team battles in possession. I think he's just typing really fast here because he wants to get his words out. Just need to teach the back four how to defend against counter-attacks. Game is won and lost in midfield, so Klopp needs to get that strong as possible. Now, I see where Gav's coming from in this because yeah. I do agree with him a little bit because we've tried... And now Fabinho's done very, very well since he's he's become a centre half, obviously, and we've we've lauded him for his performances and thanked him for it. But that's a really good point. If Matip is fit for a game, is it worth putting Matip and Williams or Matip and Phillips in and having Fabinho back in the midfield? Because there were times again where we were overrunning that mid- midfield tonight, and that was so frustrating. Now, don't get me wrong, love Thiago to pieces and what he does. You know, he he makes a short ass like me feel really good when he's winning them headers, but. He's not that sort of sitting player, is he? He's if you had Fabinho and Thiago, and that it'll give Thiago that license to get forward and play even bigger killer passes. So I do agree with what Gav's saying here, Mick. Where, where do you sit with that? I, I I agree. I think I said this a couple of weeks ago. Like having players in the correct positions will should benefit us. Like I know these they've talked Matt about today out of the firing line because they don't want to they want to wrap him in cotton wool for um, for games coming up. I wanted to keep him for them, but yeah, even if that's what I mean, I think I can't remember who said it on the last pod. Like he's damned, Klopp's damned if he does, damned if he doesn't. Whatever lineup he picks, like if he if he goes say Phillips and Williams tonight, it's a risk. But at least then you can put Fabinho back as a CDM, have Thiago on the left, and then whoever else on the right of a three, and then it's kind of people are back in normal positions, and you can kind of. Like we we generally have most of the ball, like he said, so we can kind of build from there. But it's yeah, I can see both sides of the coin because he wants to keep playing Fabinho there because he wants to keep him uh, the level of his adaptation to that to that position, uh, keep like the progression and that of that going. So I can see that that side as well. So it's it is a bit yeah, it's a difficult one, and, but it, it does highlight again the need for a centre half. I mean, we keep saying it, and I mean it's the world's. World, world, where the world's <laughs> worst kept secret that we need a centre half, and uh, yeah, but it doesn't look like it's going to happen, does it? So it's we're fucked either way because we're, we're going to have to hope Matip can stay fit, but he, I don't, I can't, we can't trust him. Like he could probably play two in a week, but then he'd be rested for the third one because it, the more we push him, the more like he's he is to break down, isn't he? So that's yeah. the thing with regards to that. Uh, the thing is, mate, as well, you're running out of games to sort of play. Now that we're out of the FA Cup now, you're running out of games to sort of like, well, we can give Matip a break there or whatever. You sort, you're running that out now. So now it's yeah. Premier League and Champions League again. Um, and obviously the 1892 Reds podcast is on. Nice to see you, pal. Uh, go check out his stuff because the podcast is growing really well. But he said, could be a blessing in disguise now, only Premier League and Champions League to worry about. 
it's very very fair point but every game now is 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 so important isn't it tim going into the the last stage of the season yeah i mean I'd, i we the overriding feeling for me although massively frustrating uh, sorry mate i'm just saying Dave, <laughs> should we start? I'll throw, I'll throw a tenner in. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll clear my fucking bank account if it means we can get a CB in. Go fund well, <laughs> Carry on, Tim. Go on. Um, yeah, it, it's it, it's frustrating because it's Man United. Had it, had we been beaten three two by West Ham, there I'd be fine. But the frustrating thing is it's Man United, and I fucking hate them. Um, but yeah, I mean, the, the overriding feeling from that performance was positive. Um, for me, as much as Mo scored twice, my man of the match was Firmino. I think he was superb. I think he looked like the Firmino of old. His work rate was back to back to old, back to what it used to be. Um, his passing was superb. His link-up play was great. He was in all, you know, in areas causing United problems, taking his touch first half, which was brilliant for most of the night. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, if we play like that against Tottenham, we'll probably we'll probably beat them. I'd say. I think that the like, I mean, Tottenham are a similar similar team to United that they play on the counter attack and stuff. But if we play like that, we've got uh, Matip and Fabinho back line. I, I'd I'd have us winning that game if we, if we played along the lines of how we did um, this evening, just because the, I, I mean, you cut the mistakes out from Milner and and, and uh, Reese Williams and and a, bad, a potentially a bad call from the referee, and this is a two 0 and you know, and you come away. If, if United don't score three goals, you come away thinking we've we've well deserved that game. Like we've played well, we've we've created more more chances than we have been doing recently. Um, and we need to, with the Champions League fast approaching, we need to we need to snap into form because I mean, we can be appalling in the Premier League for the rest of the season. If we go and win the Champions League, it would it would cover all that up anyway. So, two yeah, more definitely. So definitely, yeah. Mick. I want to ask you a question. Um, so Klopp is managing the game. We're much, much better in that second half um, in terms of the after after going a goal down. I mean, you know, we 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 came back and we we it looked like Liverpool were going to be the next team to score. Then obviously the Klopp makes his changes, um, and we spoke about Minamino, didn't we? And he's not got a game once again. Now Roberto Firmino was off the pitch. You've not got Minamino. What the fuck is going on? Are we asking that question again? It seems just like every week now we're thinking Minamino will get a game. We said in the pre-match, didn't we, that Minamino might see 20 minutes. Uh, what the fuck's going on, man? I honestly don't know. Like, comes out of the cold against Palace, his first, that was his first start, wasn't he? He scores, he plays well. And he's just kind of, well, I, I, honestly, I don't know. I honestly don't know. I'd, lo- I'd love to know because tonight you'd think, like, uh, I think Origi came on, didn't he, in Shaq? Like if you brought on Minamino there, you've got a bit more creativity. I don't every time I see Origi coming on, I'm just like, oh, why? Like, and he did look a little bit better last two two games. To be fair to him, but he couldn't have got any worse, Origi, in my opinion. He, he could have only he could have only got better in terms of his performance level. So it would have been nice to see Tachi again. But I don't I don't know I don't know what it is. I don't know. It's not like I mean, there's a comment there from Ian saying like it's not it's a, we should have a strong enough squad for all competitions. City have, and it's like games like this. What do you think? It should be, what be tailor made for a for a tacky um, a tacky appearance, and I think Gavin's just said there, like be honest, gents, we'd rather see Minamino to the Verigi, and if, yeah, I agree, hundred percent. I just don't know what I don't know what's going on there. Tim, any what any thoughts on what it could be with Tachi and why he's not fucking getting a game? Uh, 
I mean, my my only um, my only thought as to why he's putting Origi ahead of him at the moment is in case he gets a couple of goals and we can sell him in in the next couple of days and and fund a fund a centre back. You know, that's that's the only train of thought that makes sense to me. Because I mean, I, I was I was a bit frustrated and confused at the at the, at the double substitution because he took off Thiago and Firmino, who had been the only creative yeah. force on the field for the for eighty minutes, and he took them both off at the same time and stuck on Shaq, who came on and and was was decent and and almost played Origi in actually. And Origi, who's who's been dire for a while now, and you know, it was he was all right. But I mean, he's again nothing spectacular, nothing that's going to come on and change a game. You for me, you might as well throw Taki in there. I don't. I like I said, it just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know if there's something going on behind closed doors that we can't see, but it it kind of leans to to thinking that way because you know, he's he's like as we touched on in in the pregame where he's he's been kind of improving and he's as he's gone and it's been a year now and he's certainly improved since the first time we saw him so again yeah i i think this would have been the perfect 10 10 15 minutes to throw him on and see if he would have created anything you know yeah, yeah i've jay what what are your thoughts on it what what's going on with him don't know mate it's I I don't know if I'm going to say something fucking stupid again here, but honestly, I'd, I'd rather see a player that we haven't sort of tried and tested properly. And I agree with both of what you're saying, but there's, there's also been times when Minamino's played and we haven't seen anything from him. Let's remember that as well. You yeah. know, we're all clam, clamouring for, for something else to happen because we're sick of seeing the same shit and it's obviously not working. So we wanted a, Minamino in the side against Palace and he played and he scored and he played well. We've not seen him since. But before that, a lot of people were saying about Minamino not being good enough to even get in the side anyway. You know, we, we'd not seen the Minamino that played uh, against us. So, again, it's it's like what Tim said, maybe they're seeing something that we're, we're not. It could be just because we were trying to put Origi in the shot window. I just don't know. I, I do feel for him. So he's been here, here a year now, and we've said this on a previous podcast, given the way we've had to play game after game, it might not have suited the way Klopp wanted to do it with the pandemic, and you know, there's loads of different variables. If Klopp would have known about the pandemic before, would he have bought uh, Minamino in that time because he wanted to bet him in? We don't know. There's lots of different variables with Minamino. At the minute, we've got to start thinking about the domino effect. It's, the biggest question now is the fucking centre-half issue. Again, I'm sick of fucking talking about it. Is Virgil van Dijk coming back earlier than we than, than we think? We don't know because the club have never put uh, a stamp on it to say, okay, he is out for X amount of time. It's never ever been said. Obviously, there's the constant videos that are being released on social media that Vir- Virgil van Dijk is getting fitter. He's doing kick-ups. He's being fucking so powerful on that fucking bike machine. He could fucking ride his bike back from Dubai. But... <laughs> The thing is, we do need a fucking centre-half. We needed one in the summer. Um, albeit, yes, Fabino was going to be that fourth centre-half, but we were all like, nah, we won't see much of Fabino. We won't fucking see much of him at centre-half. And he's been our fucking most consistent centre-half since the season started. So, for me, it's all about that. And I, I, I feel that Klopp's comments in the week about wanting a centre-half and then not getting one, it worries me. Because, you know, we're only, what, seven days away from the, the window closing? And we're going to go into a game uh, against Leipzig where you would probably think that, let's like Tim said, if we won the Champions League now, it'd be a very, very nice cushioner. But I don't even think we'll get we can get to the final the way we're playing right now, and without that support centre half, because again, the domino effect we need for being out of that fucking defence to play in midfield, don't we, Mick? 
Yeah, and I think, yeah, I think it's clear for everyone to see we need players in the correct positions. That it, that is as simple as it is, and the fact that we haven't got enough centre half, some having to play centre 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 mids and centre half, like we played Hendo and Fabit in the in the game in the league against United, didn't we? And then, as well as they did, you're taking two of your best defensive midfielders out of um, out of midfield to put them in defence, and then you just it's like you said, it's the whole the whole domino effect, and it's like. It, like you said, with Klopp, it was quite quite pointed the way he was saying about would a centre half make a difference? Of course, it would, but the funds aren't there. And it's like, well, we're in, a, we're in. A, there's a global pandemic. Nothing's as as normal as it as it usually is. Mm. So, yeah, I, I just don't know. I just don't know what's. I don't know what's it's being. I'd fucking love to be a fly on the wall on their on their conversations and see what's being said because if Klopp's not absolutely ripping. Doors down, saying they need the centre half. Otherwise, we're gonna we're gonna struggle a lot more than we would. Then I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I've got no words for it to be honest. I just I know we've done so well and we've been lucky that Fabinho's done so well in there because he's plugged that hole like perfectly, hasn't he? Like his boss, he can carry it out positionally wise. He's good. He doesn't get done for pace because he's good positionally on on the field. He reads it and sniffs it out. But when he's got like a nineteen year old kid alongside him, it's difficult to. For him to do it all, isn't it, Tim? So it's it's just trying to get that fine balance, and I don't know if it's Klopp thinking, well, we can struggle through this season, do as best we can. Obviously, he was talking about the FA Cup, the, the game tonight, but in, in the interview, saying this is what we want to go for this season. Um, I don't think he's ever said that before. So the fact that we've then got knocked out, and he's he wanted this one to be maybe one he could we could get this season. It, it is a bit, it is a bit mad, isn't it? Because. There's, there's, there's so much shit going on. We need, and it, it doesn't seem like it's sorting itself out anytime soon. Albeit tonight was a lot better performance-wise. Yeah, the, as, as you just touched on, tonight was much, much better. And I think actually in the lead-up to United's third goal, when we switched, we switched to a four-two-three-one, and I thought we were looking really quite dangerous going forward. And of course, they they then went and scored a free kick. But um, yeah, I, I just feel, at this point I just feel bad for Fabinho. You know, the, the guy's played out, completely out of position for the last four months, and he's—I don't even—I I, there's probably a stat going around somewhere that he's not had a, 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 a the same centre back pairing for two games in a row in I don't know how many months. I can't remember the last time someone played two games in a row alongside him. I just can't. Mm. Um, so yeah, I I think again one, one of the things I we've touched on before is the fact that we probably owe it to Fabinho to bring in a centre-back so we can get that midfield back to the way it should be. Um, yeah, I, I've, that's the thing is that we've got guys that are just plugging in positions. We've got Thiago who's plugging in Fabinho's position and although he's very good at it, it's not his position, it's not where he's most comfortable, he's not world-class at it. And we've got Fabinho plugging in Van Dijk's position and again, although he's very good at it and he's doing a job, he's not world-class. So it's it's a domino effect and then obviously we're looking at that and thinking, well, you know, we're, we're concentrating so much on not conceding then it's hard, it's hard to then look at the front three and go, oh, yeah, well, you should be doing more. Because at the end of the day, we're playing a negative style of football and, and so one way and head down. And it's it's just a mess. And it, it's seven days. There are, there are options on the table that we can surely afford. We can surely afford to spend five or six million on, on, a, on a season centre-back to come in and do a job till Van Dijk returns. Even if there is something that he's going to return in the middle of February or the end of February, we can't afford another month like this because we'll get knocked out of the Champions League. We'll get, we'll, 
lose our our place in the in the in the Premier League title run, and it, it, our season is going to collapse if we don't make a move, or if something doesn't change in the next month. I like the way you were saying about plugging in because it's like when you got a fucking controller back in the day. And you plug the normal controller in and it works perfectly. But if you plug like a dodgy second-hand controller or one that's not made official by PlayStation or Nintendo and it works, but it's not the fucking same, is it? It's not no. the same. Yeah. Um, exactly. Mick, one final thing I want to talk about now is where do we go from here now? So FA Cup's gone, Spurs this week. What happens now? Or is it the thing I want to tackle that question after we've the transfer window shuts because we still don't know? I'm not expecting anything. Like I know it's we're all we're all saying we need it. Klopp saying we need it. I just don't think I'll be surprised if we did because I feel like they're gonna. Where's Colo already? get Colo back. Fucking hell, or Clavan. Um, oh, what was I saying? Now that's just threw me off. Where you got? Where are we going from here? Have you got to wait till the uh, uh, shots? Yeah. Well, we're just gonna have to wait and see, aren't we? Like. It's um, yeah, Spurs away, and then is it? Who've we got? Brighton, is it or West Ham? Fucking losing track now. Yeah, West Spurs, and then um, West Ham away. So it's yeah, got those tough. two games before um, before it closes. But yeah, I've no idea. Like it's it's going to keep happening, and, and, and I don't know if the th- if the thought the thinking is well, we'll. we'll Limp on up until the summer. We've got big targets in mind to fix that defense in the summer, but then. Van Dijk's gonna be back. Uh, Gomez might not be back, but uh, like Van Dijk, Van Dijk should be back for obviously this, this summertime. I imagine he'll be back. Maybe I think people are saying February, but it's gonna be like late March or April, I think, because it's it's such a bad injury. He's it's gonna take time, isn't it? Like can't rush him. Can't rush but the him. Thing is, the thing is, though, Mick. Sorry to stop because I want you to carry on with this. This is I saw this was a really good point by somebody. We're saying don't rush Van Dyke back, and I completely agree with that. I don't want Van Dyke rushing back because he just big fucking curtains for the for the rest of the time. But how do we stop Virgil Van Dyke from going on to captain his country in the summer at the Euro? <sighs> I don't know <laughs> because they. I, I imagine they're fucking banking on Andy Holland. They'd be like, there. Of course they are. Of course like, they are, mate. Yes, just in time. So, come back. So I mean, what happens if we don't play him? He plays at the Euros, fucks himself up again, and then we're in trouble now. Then for the next twelve to eighteen months, it's, well, the, it's gone. Tim. The, the one thing I the one thing I could say is that if for whatever reason Van Dyke does that, we don't see Van Dyke this season. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, but if 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 we don't see Van Dyke again this season, I would actually prefer he played for Holland because I'd rather him have a month of football under his belt of of top tier competition to get his feet back. So that he doesn't come back into Liverpool having not played in summer and been out a full a full that year. Positivity. Love that, mate. Yeah, and then come in and, and not be himself or take a month to to get back into full match fitness. So, you know, as I, I believe that he's this isn't is a one off injury. I don't think he's massively injury injury prone, I'm touching wood. Um, because it was just a big tackle and it was just a bad injury. Um, but i like I said, I I, I get the feeling that Part of the reason Liverpool aren't making a move is because they know something about him coming back early. I think we'll probably see him towards the end of February at this rate, the way that's the way that they're playing their cards. But um, yeah, if it, it, it wouldn't be all doom and gloom if we didn't see him and he did play for Holland. Because, like I said, I'd, I'd like him to to have some form of first team competition before he came back, and so that the pressure wasn't on him the second he stepped back into the squad to completely turn around what we've seen so far. Yeah, maybe. 
well, I, I wouldn't have been that positive, Tim, so I applaud you. But yeah, I do, I, I, I do agree now that you've said that. Uh, but if they're looking forward to the summer, like obviously Van Dijk's going to be back, unless they think, well, we're going to bring in a big name. To, but then if Gomez is also on the periphery of coming back as well, does that make, does that put question marks over Joel Matip's future, do you think? Possibly. No. Nope. No. <laughs> We've we've only got three centre backs. We need we need another big name. And Joe Gomez is injury prone. Matip is injury prone. We need a guy that's going to one either be able to fill in and, and do a job, or that's going to take Joe Gomez's place or Matip's place as a starting CB and be able to consistently perform. So that when this happens again, it's we're not in a situation where Fabinho's got fifteen different centre back partners over the course of three weeks. So it's one, and then he can plug in and do a job, and he'll get more comfortable doing it. So. Again, I think regardless of, of who's back over summer or how much people play, I think we need to pull in another CB, be it a starter or someone who's a fourth a fourth CB, a Clavan kind of guy who's going to fill in and do a role and, and, and go from there. But I mean, I'd do it now. I would. I'd do it now. There's no, there's no, for me, there's no point in waiting until summer. I think there are people on the, on the market that, were, that you could probably get for something that's not unreasonable. So... Yeah, I agree, and it's, I think we've said it before. Like, um, what's this? Say? <laughs> Fucking LJ. <laughs> I think we've been lucky over the last few seasons. We're not having any injuries. It's papered over the fact we're severely lack strength and depth this season. We've been stung. Even today, United had a much better bench than us. Look at our subs and struggle to find a genuine game changer, excluding Mane. Usually starts. Yeah, I'd agree with that. It's just, yeah, it's. The fact is, when when we're all as what like Klopp relies on people being available and fifth, like the team doesn't the start eleven for us doesn't usually change very often, does it? And the fact that when everyone's in there, the usual the usual suspects were always fit and fire, and we're always really doing well. So the pl- players that then come in, coming into a team that's doing well, it's easy. Like Curtis Jones can come in and do well. Minamino can come in and do well. When you're coming into a team that's struggling. You're ultimately going to struggle a bit more because you're having to the pressures on to kind of get get the ball over the line, like you were saying, Jay, with your tweet. Fucking, what happens when that white circle thing goes over the line? Thankfully, it fucking happened twice tonight, but um, just wasn't enough, unfortunately. But yeah, onwards and upwards, fucker. Uh, Spurs on, Spurs away on Thursday. That's tonight was a lot better, and I'm I'm hoping Thursday we can we can we can do it pretty much the same thing again and hopefully get a win this time but um we'll leave it there because that's 26 minutes and we thanks to tim for joining on i've been thinking tim all all this part i've been thinking what, what does tim remind me of and I've, it's just clicked craig david with the with the with the hat and the headphones on <laughs> not, nice one to craig nice one to the nice one to jay and we'll uh see you <laughs> Podcast Network.